0: what's up everybody on this episode of the best of bias podcast you got your boy Lydell De Niro handling business you know what month it is you know what time of the year it is it's the sports equinox and I hope you guys don't mind the glasses Ooh, let me close the watch I mean i stunt too much today but let me let you guys know what time it is The sports equinox all the sports is going right now we got MLB baseball we got NFL we got M- NBA preseason we got NHL back this is the time of the year we all been waiting for as sports fans if you're not sports fans man this is going to be kind of an awkward time in the Best of Bias podcast. It's going to be a lot of sports coming at you, but I'm still going to hit you guys with that pop culture and cinema in corner. I'm not going to forget about y'all. I'm not going to forget about all aspects of the bias. So on this episode, you already know what's coming. we got the NFL, a little bit of college, Um, not much. Oregon had a bye last week, so I'm just going to preview this week. Maybe talk a little bit about Colorado, you know, saying your weekly taste because I know everybody's all hyped for that this year. Um, NFL scores from last week, and then we preview – Excuse me. Wow. We preview next week um, and I pick my teams and predict actually um, took track of the teams I picked last week so I can hold myself accountable for the ones I got wrong. Um and then we'll move into some NBA preseason. Uh, you know, Wimby and Chet played each other, some of the next uh up and coming premier kind of stretch, kind of power forward center types um that everybody's kind of looking forward to seeing this season. So they played against each other. We can talk about the Nuggets playing the Suns in preseason. I mean, it's was preseason, not much going on in the big three of the Suns, uh sat out, spoiler alert right there. But then we'll talk about a little bit of pop culture. Um, I know we have a lot of sports, so we won't get too far into it um fantasy football of course i uh, will go over that in scores um and then we have the pop culture for all for all the dogs is out now um we have like a week to process and uh, digest what it is a lot of controversy going out about that so we'll talk about that in the fallout some some podcasters opinions have been scrutinized by drake himself so we'll talk about that as well and lastly in cinema corner oh also i guess today i added this to the pop culture for y'all jada and will supposedly have been separated since 2016 so i'll give some reflection on that and some of the stuff and some of the signs that we've seen uh for this coming to getting that news break today but and also we have lastly uh soka finale review um no aka today just to kind of in-depth review it so i'm gonna give you a lydell deniro style review uh maybe we can clip it up and you know maybe i can't be accurate. And some of the stuff that I say and some of my opinions may not go over some people's heads, but maybe some people have the same opinions I did because again, I didn't watch Rebels. I didn't really know what was going on before. So um, if if you're watching like I was watching it, just kind of stepping in for the first time and trying to put things together, you can see your, you can see me talking in the computer on my glasses i'm sorry and the like shit man. hope it's not too distracting but it's the best of bias podcast loaded episode for you today but i'm trying again always i try not to hold you too long but i up having the same around time like hour 10 so hope you guys are ready new listeners thank you i always like to say thank you for clicking on this podcast you can be anywhere in the world but you're here with me today on this beautiful friday um and yeah, I mean, hopefully everything's good with everybody, but let's get right into it It's the Best of Bias podcast, light up and narrow, no guests today But we getting it in, where that theme song at It's the best, uh, best of bias, best of bias. You need to hear for, you should try us should try From pop culture us. to the movies to unite It's the best, uh, best of bias Your yeah. uh, best of bias, yeah. Yeah. what up everybody it is Friday it is your boy we back doing bigger and better things uh new week um new podcast episode 182 season 2 episode 16 i believe i think so aka you can throw that up somewhere if you want to but what's up everybody hope everybody's doing well um again today is friday last day of the week hopefully everybody's weekend they have some plans out there um, to watch some sports if you're a sports fan. Get out there in the nature if you're a nature fan. Get out there in the sunshine. Spend time with your family if you're a family fan. Hey, I'm a family fan as well, but you know what I'm saying? Sports equinox is here and sometimes my weekends are sacred. You know what I'm saying? I like to spend time with my family. I'll give them a Friday, Monday through Friday, that love after work and stuff like that. But Saturday and Sundays, I'll be locked in. Sometimes Mondays too, but a lot of the Thursday and Monday games haven't been as good as I would like them to be. So I, I I find a lot of time to spend with the fam, so I just feel like Saturday and sometimes Sunday sometimes, you know, not for just sixteen weeks, you know. What I'm saying a couple months here, it will be good. I'm just y'all. You know. I, I love my family. I spend time with my family all the time. But hey, come on now. From ten, from ten to five, I'm busy. You know, from 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 five from seven to ten, or eight to ten, maybe I'm I'm available. <laughs> yeah, I know how it is. But, but plenty of sports to talk about today. Um, plenty of bias to talk about today. Um, I wish I had some guests on here to talk about these pop culture topics because it'll be funny to talk about just by myself but um, it's going to be interesting to hear what you guys feel about it hopefully you guys can just comment down below uh, I know when people watch uh, they like to put the thumbs up um, leave some comments too let me know how you feel let me know if we're doing a good job if you want to be part of the topics and stuff you know what I'm saying make sure to leave a comment down there and let us know how you're feeling because you know sometimes when I get here and talk to myself talk I mean I'll be, I'll be just, just rambling on I don't know if I'm you know giving you guys something that y'all want us here if i'm just talking about nonsense you know what i'm saying so react down there don't be afraid don't be afraid i'll react back negative comments i'll react back to. don't worry not in a negative way hey all all what is it called um criticism can be constructive you know if you put that spin on it and if you got a mindset of a winner the winner uh Name like Del but anyways, let's get right back to it. Um, let's start with some college football. Um, hope you guys are ready for the sports rundown. I'll try to get through this quick so you can get to the juicy stuff over there in pop culture in the cinema corner. But starting with college football, this week we got a big wham damn doodle, baby. Um, Oregon didn't play last week, um, I was missing out, Buccaneers didn't play last week either, so I was sitting there twiddling my thumbs while everybody else's favorite teams were able to play. And get that prime time love that they they deserve, you know what I'm saying? But it's just not they don't hit the same when my teams ain't playing. This weekend we got a big one. University of Oregon is playing the University of Washington. We like to call it Hate Week because those Huskies, boy, they are a thorn in our. I mean, I guess uh, the web webbing of our feet, if you want to talk about us as ducks, because these motherfuckers excuse my language, YouTube, don't hate me too much for saying that, but these guys are just always just rah, 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 rah. Eh, 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 eh. You feel me? AKA, try to put in that clip if you can. Um, These fools just don't stop talking. They think they the shit. Um, A couple of years, uh, I don't know, maybe last year, maybe the year before, um, just as of recently, they've been able to have our numbers, but you know classically we've been whooping this shit out of washington again excuse my language for the kids listening out there and uh you know they've been stealing some recruits from us people think that going up to washington is going to help them kind of try to make a difference and change the wave of the ducks actually just winning the pac-12 usc tried it by getting lincoln riley and getting uh caleb to transfer over but I don't don't know. They just need to realize they can take turns trying to take it over, but once the Ducks get it back, we're going to hold it for a couple of years before y'all regroup and try to take it away from us. But this year is actually the last year, so I feel like winning the Pac-12 as we're all going out and dispersing from the Pac-12 will be that much more uh, that much much more memorable and that much more um, I don't know. I would say it would mean more, I guess you can say, because Yeah, all these teams, like we have, you heard me talking about CU the other day, how everybody kind of just felt like since I was going for Oregon or something like that, that I necessarily hated uh, Coach Prime or hated the Buffaloes just because, just because. No, you guys are new here. That's the thing. That's the thing. You guys that don't watch college football that don't watch college sports that don't know about the conferences, it's just annoying to even see you guys speak on the subject because you don't know how it is. I mean, you guys probably have, divisional teams you don't like in nfl divisional teams you don't like in your professional sports but it goes really deep when it goes comes to college college sports man because it all it takes is one loss for you to your your season to be derailed especially with only four teams making the playoffs yada 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 and all this and all that man it's deeper than one person you know what i mean It's, it's it's a collection of players over the years of coaching staffs over the years i don't know if you were in it I'm not even a player. I'm just a fan of really devout fan and kind of just can see it for what it is. Um, People just kind of like, just like spinning stuff in the media for clicks and a lot of people need something to talk about in the morning. There's a, what the, the sports primetime talk show block is probably like 630 or probably 530. If you think about it with the, the get ups and the Carson shows of the world, 530 to about one o'clock in the afternoon, you got to have some topics to talk about. You don't want to have the same recycled stuff. You can they kind of do talk about the same stuff throughout the whole, all the shows and shit, but you got to have something. So I don't know, back to Washington before I went off on that tangent. Uh, Washington's doing pretty good. Michael Penix Jr. at their quarterback is pretty raw. Um, Transfer from, I forgot where he transferred from. He's been at Washington for the last couple of years. Him and Bo Nix are two quarterbacks that have been around the block a little bit and they're in their fifth year pretty much of eligibility. Um, Doing their thing. Washington has a couple of good receivers. Um, McMillan and I forgot how to, Ubuzi or something like that. Um, Some African last name on Washington as well, <clears throat> two really good receivers. Um, and they've been doing work, putting up points on everybody they've been playing, but their defense is something to, uh, be garnered. You know what I'm saying? They would, they wish they had a better defense. I mean, they stole some defensive linemen recruits from us. Um, they do have a, uh, a pretty good, uh, Polynesian kind of pipeline through there. I don't know not went there from the Bucks, and they do a lot, uh, you know, have a, pacific islander population up there that's pretty big so um oregon uh the washington's of the world the utahs of the world kind of you know can attract those kind of uh the players nationally um and of course you know everybody's competing for four and five-star players so um once these teams go and recruit in other states it's kind of hard to pull uh players that are locally in a state of a university try to pull them away from their home state and their family. So we've lost a lot of, uh, a couple of those five-star D line recruits and receiver McMillan himself uh, chose Washington over Oregon, um, deciding to stay home, stay close to where they, uh, um, you know, are from and just close to that pipeline that they're used to and are familiar and feel more comfortable around. And I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Uh, But there is some, you know, there is some resentment when it comes to things like that. We're fighting for the same players. We're fighting for victory. We're fighting to build um, a program that is dominant in the Pac-12. And when you lose a player, um, you sit in their household, sit on their couch, talk a player up and let them know that you want them at their at your school. And all these things you're going to do for them. And um, somehow, you know, you think you have it in the bag, and somehow Washington or another rival school goes there and just changes the player's mind, which the player has the right to do change his mind. But it still leaves a sting that it's like this rival out here is out to get us. So this game has always been something that's been really big for us. Uh, Washington versus Washington and Oregon. Um, Now we're in the spotlight for being two top 10 teams. Um, Number seven, Oregon is number eight. Uh, Washington is number seven. So this game is really um, detrimental uh, to one of the teams actually making the college football playoffs. Because again, if you lose one game, it's kind of bad for you. Um, sometimes a lot. Sometimes teams can recover from losing one game, but if the schedule is like for one of the teams that are undefeated, it's kind of like you just kind of messed up for the rest of the season, and have to leave it up to the committee. But this game has two quarterbacks that are in the Heisman running. This game has two teams in the top ten, um, so it's going to have a lot of implications to see who's actually going to be that team that's real in the pack 12 and that can make it to the college football playoffs. So I'm excited to see this one. Um, again, uh, Bo Nix, Bucky Irving and company, Troy Franklin, have had a week off uh, Washington had a week off too, to get healthy. Um, all the aches and pains, the offensive line, defensive lines, we're going to need to play. There's going to be some boys out there. So I'm expecting a big game. If you guys want to watch it, it's going to be, I think on Fox, if I'm not mistaken at 1230, Um, So check that out. Um, Last Pac-12 meeting between these two teams. They're going to be playing each other for a while, though, because they're both going to the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. I think they are. I know they are, actually. I don't know why I said that, but that's going to be interesting to see. So I'm excited to see that. You guys tune in. I got Oregon all day. You already know. Let's go, Bo Nix. Let's go, everybody. Bo, bring us home, because next year we have to figure out we're going to do a quarterback again as we move into the Big Ten. So this is the last hoorah for the boys. Bucky Irving as well. So let's get it done. Let's get it done. Uh, moving on, let's talk a little bit about Colorado. The place uh, Stanford this week, last week you saw them uh, with a the walk off field goal in ASU. You saw Sador going flash the uh, flash the watch at the fan section. Everybody is kind of uh, talking about that, calling them cocky for just barely coming out with the victory over ASU. But I don't know, man. If this ha- if that's what it takes to uh, you know get them ready for the next week and it, and, it, and it you know what's the word I'm looking for. If it takes him over the top and makes him perform better, whatever advice he needs to get in that mind state, I feel like you should take it. Some people call it cocky. Some people call it arrogant. I don't. I don't. If you want him to stop doing it, make him stop. I'm, I'm reminded of Cam Newton. Every time he would get a first down, every time he get a touchdown, he do the Superman and do the little first down point and stuff like that, smiling at the crowd. Everybody would hate it. But if you want him not to do it, stop him from doing it. You know what I'm saying? And nobody's really has, nobody really has stopped him from doing it, I mean, though Oregon and USC have beaten him. Um, he's you know, he's keeping his he's keeping his head up and still trying to do what he can do showing the teams And all the scouts that he does have talent and he has that perseverance to keep on going um, I know I have a good showing against Stanford because they're not really that good But the rest of the schedule is going to be tough And we're going to see that resilience tested because they play ucla who's ranked Um, they play oregon state who's ranked like 14. They play washington state and utah who is ranked as well Um, and that's just in the pack 12. You know what? I mean, so It's going to be a tough road, but it's going to be good for Sidor to, um, you know, for this year to go through the slate of teams and these tough teams and and go through these, you know, ups and downs as his dad kind of gets it and Coach Prime gets those recruits that he needs uh, as far as offensive line, defensive line, and on defense to help him and Travis get even that much better and ready for the – when he actually does want to come out. So, again, nobody hates CU, but when they play against us, you know what I'm saying? It's a, you ain't going to win, I hope you lose. But, uh, you know, I feel for them. They already lost two games. Um, these next games are going to really show. And the media, again, they're going to be on the team and they're going to be really spotlighted. Uh, college game day is going to always be at the school when they play a big team. So it is pretty um, pretty crucial that they put on a good showing at least um, because, yeah, yeah. Once that media spins the other way, it's kind of it's kind of hard to get off but I have, I have a feeling Coach Prime is going to turn it around and if some of these games they may win and some of these teams have to fall off at some point anyway it's because they're going to play Oregon they're going to play USC they're going to play UCLA they have to play each other so one of these teams undefeated teams are, gonna, are bound to lose anyway so this week is going to be interesting it's going to be an interesting week and weeks following in college football because every game matters and these teams will be playing for something no more cupcake games no more sitting the starters the, we're going to see what's up and I'm excited to see it um, but the other good part of the weekend NFL you already know Last week, we had a full slate of games. Hopefully, your teams won. Maybe they didn't. Some teams had good showings. Some teams had terrible showings. And the in the league is starting to separate itself. So, I'm going to go through um, some of the games from last week and some of the games that I picked. Um, yeah, starting with the Thursday night football game, I know you guys saw that. The Bears were actually able to get their first win against the Commanders. Uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore went off. DJ Moore had, like, 213 yards, like, three touchdowns, like, 50-something fantasy points. Justin Fields had, like, a rushing touchdown. Of course, the three touchdown passes to um, Justin, uh, or excuse me, to uh, DJ Moore. And I think he had a touchdown pass to Cole Komet as well. So, I think he may have four touchdowns, five touchdowns he was responsible for. So, he balled out. I'm happy for him to get his first game under his belt because everybody's talking about that mess about him not being a real quarterback, and the Bears should just wait around and draft a quarterback Caleb in the first round and get Marvin Harrison Jr. and just be done with Justin Fields. So, um, it's really going to depend on what he does this week to follow up that game and him and DJ Moore had um, to see what's going on. Um, the running back situation is kind of dire right now. I think Deontay Foreman started this week. Uh, Khalil Herbert got hurt. Uh, rashawn Johnson. Roshon Johnson, the rookie they got from Texas, got hurt too. So we we'll are going to see what they do um, next week, but good win for them. I'm really excited that they won that game. Um, and yeah, uh, Sunday slate. Yeah. The Jaguars play the bills again in, in London, I don't know why the Jaguars used to play two weeks in London and everybody else has to come just like a couple of days before the game and just kind of be jet lagged and all that. It's kind of a weird advantage that they're getting, but the Jaguars were able to uh, do a little sum and rebound. Um, the Bills were on the high horse for a while after beating up on the, uh, the Dolphins. Did they play Dolphins last week? I think they played the Dolphins last week, but um, they got a little get back. Jaguars came back and kind of humbled them a little bit. Um, Jaguars won 25 to 20. Um, and I believe I got that one wrong because I definitely picked the Bills to win. And in that first game, I picked I think I picked the commanders to win that game and definitely was wrong about that because the beer the Bears were like, nah, bro, we ain't we ain't going out like that. Uh Saints beat the Patriots 34 to zero. Oh my gosh, that was surprising, especially after this showing against the Buccaneers. I thought the Saints were actually gonna be down and out, but they beat the Patriots 34 to zero, which kind of shows us that again the Patriots just got whooped I think they got whooped last week. Um, And now they're getting whooped again. They got shut out this week. So is it Bill Belichick? Is it Mac Jones? What is it really? We don't know, but I think they're one and four at this point. And that's a terrible start for the Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Um, I don't think they've started that way, like ever in the last, you know, 10 years or so or whatnot. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And if they make any moves, they bench Mac Jones. It's gonna be interesting to see. But they did lose to the Saints 34 to zero, which I didn't like because that moves them closer to us in their vision, but luckily we have a tiebreaker for uh beating their ass 29 to 6 or something like that. Um, Titans uh lost to the Colts 23 to 16. Uh, even though the Colts won, they did lose Anthony Richardson for like I think six to eight weeks with a shoulder sprain. Um Jonathan Taylor came back, but didn't really get to do much because Zach Moss just went off and just did all the work for him. Um, yeah they were able to win that divisional game 23 to 16. The Steelers and the Ravens, the Steelers won um thanks to a uh, Lamar Jackson fumble at the end of the game. Steelers won uh you, if you saw the game, you saw that pass that he uh, uh Kenny Pickett made to uh George Pickens like a 70 yard touchdown pass to um, take the Packer or the Steelers up at the last minute and then once the Ravens got the ball back, uh, Lamar Jackson fumbled. And cost the game for the steelers i think the steelers are in first place in that division right now with that victory and it's kind of uh, hard to take that division seriously after seeing how this how bad the steelers offense has been this whole season but i guess the defense is real and uh, i guess the other teams in that division are still getting their things together uh, joe burrow and them are, gonna, are just one another game we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah it's looking like the steelers right now but i'm sure that joe burrow and them and the ravens are gonna get it together probably take over but right now Steelers beat them 17 to 10. The Lions beat down the Panthers 42 to 24 Jared Goff and company are balling out. I think they did that without um, Jameer Gibbs, and I don't think I'm around Brown played at all either. So they balled out. They're looking like a force to be reckoned with reckon with best record. I think they're four and one right now best record they've had in shit in a while maybe even ever um yeah panthers are not looking that good bryce young um i don't know their weapons aren't looking that good all they have is adam thielen the running back they got miles sanders um, but he's still miles sanders not looking like a good addition after being picked up by panthers but oh i'm sorry let me go back uh i was right about i was wrong about the saints because i got this i wanted the saints to lose of course the patriots let me down i picked the Colts over the Titans, I got that one right. Steelers over the Ravens, I got that one wrong. I would have never expected that. And the Panthers over the – I mean, Lions over the Panthers, I predicted that right. So, yeah, we're all caught up there. Falcons versus the Texans, this one kind of disappointed me as well because I told a couple of friends that the Texans were probably going to win this. Just, I don't know if I was just being biased to the fact that I don't really like the Falcons, but – the Falcons were able to win 21-19. Um, yeah, Bijan and company. Ritter was actually able to make a couple of touchdown passes, it was actually looked pretty good this week um after the last couple of weeks not looking worth the damn. Um was able to find a couple of receivers. I think Drake London scored a touchdown. Uh Bijan Robertson continues to impress. So the Falcons were able to get that victory over the Texans. Um, the Dolphins were able to rebound and beat the Giants 31-16. to 16. Um, Yeah, the offense of the Dolphins kind of looks unstoppable. Um, they just got to work on that defense a little bit. And when they get Jalen Ramsey back, I feel like they'll be able to make a little bit more, uh, more noise on that defensive side. Uh, but offensively, yeah, Tua had some turnovers, but yeah, offensively, Tyreek Hill is pretty much unstoppable once Waddle really gets healthy. Um, he scored a touchdown as well, but he had his first wall of the year. But once he really gets in the floor of the offense and actually be able to get out there and catch some balls as well, him and Tyreek can be unstoppable. Braxton Berrios has looked good too. Um, A-Chan just got hurt. He got put on IR after hurting his knee. But that boy was after like 13 yards of carry. Um, so it's back on Mostert. You kind of show what he was doing before A-Chan, A-chan excuse me, started really getting off. Um, he had stopped fumbling. Uh, we'll get the coaches to trust back because Jeff Wilson is around the corner. Um, so if he wants to take control of this running back room and continue to do things in fantasy, he needs to, you know what I'm saying? Get his stuff together and stop fumbling. Um, uh, but they were able to rebound and win over the lowly Giants, who I don't know what's going to happen. Take on is missing a whole bunch of games again. Uh, I think Waller's hurt now and all those linemen, uh, all the linemen on the team are hurt. side so don't know what's going to happen for the Giants. They're probably going to get the number one pick. <laughs> uh, Giants lost 31 to 16 uh, again the Bengals actually were able to rebound again uh it's a game i think jamar chase went crazy had like 200 yards in and three touchdowns as well uh they won 34 to 20 um i picked that game right as well and again i picked the dolphins to beat the giants um but i lost to the yeah the Fal- texans i said they were going to beat the falcons and i was wrong about that so uh, but the Bengals beat up on the cardinals the cardinals lost uh jo- uh connor james connor in the process to a knee so he got put on ir as well um michael wilson how he was doing against the 49ers a couple weeks after that uh hasn't been so much so good for him um yeah and the cardinals are back to being the lily cardinals again i don't think uh murray's going to be coming back anytime soon um so pretty much whoever plays them is going to be an automatic win especially for the next couple of weeks especially because connor's hurt so that was pretty much their offense all they have really really right now is hollywood uh Hollywood Brown, I don't know how good this going to do for him. Uh, but, yeah, the Bengals beat the Cardinals 34-20. to 20. Eagles beat the Rams 23-14. to 14. Um, I picked the Bengals to beat the Cardinals, by the way. Um, in this game, I did pick the Eagles to beat the Rams. Um, Cooper Cup did well in his, his first uh, game back. He picked up right where he left off. I like a bunch of targets in like, over 100 yards. Um, with him and puka Nakua together matthew Stafford's mm-hmm. going to have his targets back i think something better than they have with robert woods you know what i mean so him higby puka Nakua, cup being back and them finding a running back in kyron williams after letting cam Akers go um is going to be giving uh matthew stafford a lot of weapons but you know what i'm saying the eagles are the eagles um defensive line offensive line going crazy receivers going crazy aj Brown went crazy um like 150 yards and two touchdowns help the eagles get their passing game back together and it's showing itself to be one of the best receivers in the league um over the, well over the last couple of weeks anyways um yep eagles move to five and oh um and the rams i think fall to two and three if i'm not mistaken the jets get their uh, second win over the broncos uh 31 to 21 Brees Hall went crazy. This game Uh, had a whole bunch of rushing yards. I think he had like a hundred and something. I know he had like a 70 yard touchdown, so it had to be over 110, maybe like 120 rushing yards. maybe even more than that. I don't have the yards right here on the paper, but he got, he got off, went crazy. Um, The Broncos still losing, still making mistakes. Um, If any, you know, if there's any team that they should have beaten, had a chance to beat, it would be these, uh, these jets um, without Aaron Rodgers. But the jets have a prominent defense and how mistake prone the jet or the Broncos are looking on offense. Um, Zach Wilson put enough drives together and they're able to run the ball well enough to get that victory over the Broncos And, and the Broncos are looking lowly, bro. Um, I did pick the Jets over the Broncos, though. Um, Then we had the Chiefs versus the Vikings. Um, Vikings came out. I mean, this game was pretty close, actually. It came down to the wire. Um, It came down to the wire at the wrong time, though, because Justin Jefferson went out with, I believe, an ankle injury. Uh, He went on the IR. Um, So it left it down to Kirk Cousins to have uh, rookie Jordan Addison to make plays. Um, The Chiefs kind of started to take that away and, you know, Kirk Cousins couldn't get, couldn't get it done. Um, And without Justin Jefferson for a while, I don't know how many wins the Vikings are actually going to be able to get. Um, The Chiefs again escape barely. It's weird that they get so close in these games with such bad teams, but I don't know. It's weird also how they get credit for beating the Vikings and stuff like that and all these lowly teams, but nobody ever talks about the Buccaneers being 3-1. and one. It's like everybody talks about it like it's a fluke because we played the Saints, the the Bears and the Vikings, but lost to the Eagles, but everybody else can beat these teams and lose to those teams, and they'd be good teams. too. It's kind of weird how they just kind of like completely started to disrespect us since Tom left, and I'm taking it personally, as you can see. That's some bullshit. Anyways, moving on to the Cowboys 49ers. Um, Oh, by the way, I picked the Chiefs to beat the Vikings, obviously, but I didn't think it was going to be that close. Cowboys versus 49ers, an interesting game. Um, This was the game of the week. Everybody's waiting for this. The big one, which team is going to win, which team is going to be dominant, which team is going to show that they're going to be the Super Bowl favorites or the second Super Bowl favorite to the Eagles on the other side until one of these teams eventually, I think the Eagles uh, play, of course, the Eagles play the Cowboys, but I think they play the 49ers as well, so we're going to see who's really the best of the best of the best, sir, uh, once that game comes out or once they play each other as well, but in this game in particular, the 49ers just stomped all over the Cowboys. Um, Yeah, Dak Prescott got through like three interceptions. 49 uh, defense was just all over the place, punching the ball out of the receiver's hands just or the running back's hands and just all over the field, flying around the field. And then you have Brock Purdy throwing deep balls, accurate balls to Kittle. Kittle had three touchdowns. Um, Ayuk was wide open all over the field. McCaffrey isn't really like you know doing having his best game, but short yardage, whenever they need a couple yards to get a first down, he was doing that. Um, he fumbled once, but they're still able to put up 42 points. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's kind of wild to see what they're able to do this year. Um, They should be Super Bowl favorites right now because the way that their team is running, functioning, functioning so smoothly, and the way they've beaten up on all these teams. Um, You know, at first they weren't really playing any many prominent teams, but uh Cowboys, how they've been been talked been being talked about all season, and how I've kind of talked about them too. So I'm kind of guilty of this as well. Um, when the when the team that everybody holds high on a pedestal gets put in front of them and they destroy them. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't deny the greatness at that point. Um, so we're going to see what happens. Um, they have a bunch of players on the roster that are ready to get it done and have been together for a while. And, um, they're in win now mode for sure. The Cowboys are too. Um, but it seems like after losing Trayvon Diggs, the defense took a couple of steps down. Um, everybody's just figured out just run towards Michael Parsons. Everybody else can't really do much. Um, you test all the other corners, they're not going to do anything as well. So, we'll see how the Cowboys rebound against the Chargers, and we'll see how the um, 49ers fare against another good defense out there in Cleveland. But in this game, all the 49ers fans got all the bragging rights because 42-10, to 10, oh, boy. Um, Cowboys got a rebound, brothers. Um, but I did pick the 49ers to win this game. Packers in the Monday night football game uh, lose to the Raiders in Vegas. Um Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders barely escaped 17 13. very 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 boring game. A game that the Raiders shouldn't have won but they did get out of there with the victory um but I think the Raiders should actually be looking into a quarterback next year um because Jimmy Garoppolo is not faring too well he's doing Jimmy Garoppolo things getting hurt and turning the ball over and not making plays when they need to be made there's a play in the game where I don't know what the who the receiver was I think it was a tight end it was like wide open you know, on the sideline and it was just him in the end zone. And he overthrows him to where the tight end has to try to dive for the ball. Instead of throwing it to him, he like throws it hella far in front of him, which is really reminiscent of the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I'm sorry, Fortnite is fans to bring that up right now. But yeah. Uh, Garoppolo's gonna Garoppolo, like they like to say. But how many games did I get right from last week? I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games right. Um I mean that's majority. You know what I'm saying? So you know players mess up sometimes i didn't really sometimes when it's the nfc south picks like i'm about to do my picks right now for week six just kind of just be wary of my bias i'm gonna always say i want the saints to lose i'm gonna always say i want the Falcons to lose and the panthers i'm always gonna say they're gonna lose too so uh if they're not playing against somebody that's obvious you you gotta take into account that I'm, uh, i'm a hater when it comes to those things so uh, week six spreads and matchups. Let's see. Let me make sure I know who is at home and who is away in these situations because they try to like to trick me sometimes. Um, and I really hope my bets are hidden right now. I got some bets going that I'm not checking because I'm I'm doing uh doing this stuff for y'all, but it's all good. We gonna we gonna get rich together. My first time getting money. Um, bless you. this week we got the the Broncos are away alright so we got the Kansas City Chiefs at home against the Broncos uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by 10.5 points I'm just going to pick Kansas City in this game because everybody beats the Broncos and Kansas City gets the cupcake schedules I don't understand why and they get the, all the primetime games because Taylor Swift effect I guess that is they probably change this shit around and shit, Man, I don't like that but why do they get all the easy games and everybody brags about how good they are and how, how they're the best team in the NFL but they play everybody easy and they barely beat them but I got the Chiefs in this one. Not by 10. Well, probably by 10 and a half. Uh, Titans at home versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the Ravens are favored by four. I got the Ravens to rebound. because they Lamar Jackson did end the game ugly last week, and he's going to want to rebound on that and fix that up for everybody. And I think he can do it. Um, Falcons are at home versus Washington. Atlanta is favored by two and a half. I'm picking the Commanders. You know why. Even though they played a terrible game last week and got blown out by the Bears, I think Washington and Sam Howell are going to rebound and somehow muster up enough strength to beat the Falcons. They better, gosh. Vikings in Chicago against the Bears. The Vikings are favored by two and a half. Again, this is a game where I want to see what Justin Fields can do after coming off uh, a game like he had against the Commanders. Uh, Minnesota doesn't have Justin Jefferson for a while, so we'll see what they are. Um, see if alexander matic madison can do something um, but i am picking minnesota in this game cincinnati versus seattle i got cincinnati cincinnati's at home C- uh, seattle's been on a roll um the defense is coming up and coming alive i think they've been getting kind of lucky uh cincinnati's favored by three at home i got cincinnati uh, cleveland versus the 49ers uh in cleveland cleveland's favored by seven or excuse me cleveland well, 49ers are favored by six excuse me um yeah, this again, like I said, this is a real this is a defense that we're going to see if they're able to, um, you know, get to Brock Purdy and cause the 49ers to, you know, try to play a little harder than they've been playing the last couple of weeks. So, but I still think the 49ers are going to win this game and continue their role uh, to 6 and 0. Miami plays at home against the Panthers. They're going to demolish the Panthers. Gosh, I'm so sorry for you, but I'm happy about that because I got uh, Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team. Uh, oof, Miami's fair by 13 and a half points, but I got Miami Jaguars versus the Colts at home. Jags fair by four. I got the Jags Houston versus new Orleans at home. I got Houston. because so I ain't picking new Orleans ever, uh, lot. That's all I gotta say. I ain't gonna speak no much more on that. Uh, Las Vegas, um, at home versus new England. I think new England's gonna come back off of embarrassing, uh, loss. Um, it's Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Bill Belichick is going to know them really well and be able to get that victory and rebound off of last week's embarrassing loss, even though Vegas is favored by three at home. Uh, Cardinals versus the Rams in LA. I got LA to win this. They're favored by seven, but again, Everybody that plays Arizona is pretty much just a free win, even though Josh Dobbs is out there balling. All the injuries that are stacking up for Arizona and everybody they traded away, not everybody, but Isaiah Simmons. I don't know why they traded him away. He's a young baller, but since they did, and they, I feel like they are kind of tanking for the first pick. Um, they're good in first half of games, and they just end up losing in the second half. Um, I do got the Rams in this one. Uh, Jets versus the Eagles. Oh God, why are they playing this team? <laughs> um, but they are in New York. I got the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Jets. Uh, they are favored by seven. The Eagles are favored by seven in New York. Tampa Bay versus the Lions. I think we can beat the Detroit Lions, even though Detroit has been good the last couple of weeks and been, show- had, been having a good showing um they're stepping up and beating who's in front of them I feel like Tampa Bay is really underrated right now we're getting our players back off injuries when we play the Eagles our starting corner was hurt and a lot of players on the team got hurt as well so I think with these players back being able to match up against the receivers of the Lions our pass rush Clyde Chicansey our starting or our first round pick out a pit is actually back full practice is out there going to be with Bita Beta, going to be able to you know, try to get Jared Goff and harass that offensive line. And we finally get our full pass rush back with two uh, healthy corners. Our safety is going to come back off a concussion protocol. So hope all that can amount. Hopefully Mike Evans good off the hamstring because he did hurt his hamstring in the game against the uh, Saints when we won, but the bye week I don't know if he's fully recovered from that yet. And he's kind of been known to have a bad hamstring from here and there. So we don't want him to tear that thing uh, while we're three and two, uh, three and one right now. Um, but I do give us a chance. So I think we do win at home. Um the Detroit Lions are fair by three, but I got Tampa Bay, of course. We got Buffalo at home against the Giants. Oh my God. Psst. Um the Buffalo Bills are fair by 14 points, and I will definitely pick the Buffalo Bills in that game. The Chargers against Dallas Cowboys, the Chargers are at home, but it's pretty much a second home for the Cowboys. But um, the Cowboys are fair by two points, and people expect the Cowboys to rebound off of that loss against the 49ers, that stomping against the 49ers. Um, But I got the Chiefs – I mean, excuse me. I got the Chargers in this game. I'm going with Herbert. uh, Eckler's back. Keaton Allen's going to be playing again. It's been a little bit. They got some time to rest and recuperate um, that finger, that uh, non-throwing hand finger that Justin Herbert did hurt. Uh, two weeks ago. Hopefully, it's a little bit better there. And yeah, he, he can tolerate the pain. Um, and the backup receivers, Joshua Palmer and Quentin Johnston. Out of TCU can step up and be that second receiver, second, third receiver to Kenan Allen. So he doesn't get double covered and you guys just sh- get shut down, but having Austin Eckler back should be a really big pickup for them. And also I just feel like the defense needs to step up. They have some ballers on that defense. Joey Bosa don't think played last week, but Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack with uh, Derwin James on the back end. I think they traded JC Jackson back to the Patriots, but I don't know how their DBs are right now necessarily as far as their corners go. But the way that defense is playing right now is unacceptable. The Chargers should be way better than they are right now, especially with Keenan Allen and uh, Justin Herbert balling the way they are. But I do have the LA Chargers winning that game. Um, real quick for fantasy, let me go over that. I didn't write it down, so I kind of have to just go off the app real quick. Give me one second here to pull that up. Um, Fantasy-wise, Last week was a bummer for me, um, but you know I'm saying I'm keeping my head up. You know, fantasy has been really fun. Uh, I, I've been—you can't stay on the top of the standings forever. You know, there's ups and downs, and that's what you love about the games. There's injuries. You don't love to see anybody get injured, but you know, there's ebbs and flows of people's teams. People get hurt, people get traded, people get benched. People—stuff happens. But last week I lost to Shenanigans, one twenty-two to one twenty. Uh, Dijon's dazzling team beat uh, Just a Running Back Living Paycheck to Paycheck 154 to 103. Sean's championship team beat K Swag 132 to 95. Armpit lost to Pay Dirt 166 to 134. Cam's catering lost to You're Not the Bose of Me 101 to 93. Hot Boys was able to beat Nightmare on G Block 145 to 112, leaving the standings at a new number one. Hot Boys at 4 and 1. Cam's Catering in number two at four and one. Armpit in number three at four and one. Me at fourth place in three and two. Nightmare on G Block in fifth place at three and two. Dazzling or Dijon's Dazzling Team, sixth place at two and three. Shenanigans at seven at two and three. Uh, Pay Dirt in eighth at two and three. K Swag in ninth at two and three. Sean's Championship Team at 10th and two and three you're not the boss of me at 11th and two and three and just a running back living paycheck the paycheck is still in last place place at 0 and 5 i know injuries derailed your season from the beginning um but you know what i'm saying i'm open for trades brother if you need to at me for a trade but fantasy football man it's gonna be a quick review of that today i'm just kind of gonna run through that but um hopefully your time your teams are getting straight uh, hopefully you're getting healthy um uh, because we're getting in the thick of things um Excuse me. We have twelve teams. Um, half the teams in my league again make the playoffs. So if you're not in sixth place by I think week thirteen, um, I think it might be bad for you. We start uh playoffs 14, 15, and sixteen. So get your shit together. Get in these standings, man. Had Johnny Boy on the pod last week talking about his team, and uh, he did come out victorious this week. Got a a victory, um, which was funny because he started off losing um to the team he was playing like by ninety points because of the um. Uh, the play of Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Um, so he was able to come back because he had a couple of players. He had George Kittle um, that scored three touchdowns for the Niners and a couple of players were able to help him take it over the top. So he was able to win last week and get that victory and go into first place. So all that's all it takes, man. A lucky week and a consecutive win streak to take you to first place i believe first two teams get that buy since six teams make it they have the bottom four teams battle it out first week and the week after that you play the two teams at top to get the bye so getting first and second place is what's really warranted that's what everybody wants and that's what everybody's playing for again guys if you want to be on the podcast talk some fantasy football we can have a po- uh, fantasy football dedicated podcast we can just go over it but yeah that's what fantasy football is it's the best the best to buy is fantasy football league invitational 2023. If you guys are interested. Uh, you can check us out. I could put some, uh, again, I hope you guys saw the draft on Instagram live. It was live. Um, if you want to be in the league next year, hit us up. Um, cause there's always one or two people that actually drop out, um, from year to year. We have a good core group of guys though. Um, but you know, we like to keep it rotating if we can get some fresh blood in there, some new brains in there and do some new challenges in there. This year, we got a couple of new people We welcomed in, uh, Kev And we also uh, welcomed in, uh, young Sean gamble. Young geezy, you know what I'm saying? So welcome to the, uh, welcome to the league. Hope it's going good for y'all, even though some of y'all are doing good, some of y'all are doing bad, but ebbs and flows, y'all, ebbs and flows. Like Stephen A likes to say, it's fluid. Just like that water I drank. Uh, but moving on, let's talk a little bit about, about NBA. Uh, so NBA, we saw a couple of teams playing this preseason, So we ain't really getting too much into the nitty gritty of things, uh, but It is interesting in NBA how the Stars do play a good majority of the game. Um, Maybe I didn't really pay attention to the NBA preseason back in the day um, to actually know that the Stars play a good uh, amount of the game, at least till halftime, maybe third quarter. Um, So we get to see a good amount of them. Um, But, yeah, I I was excited to see some of these players play, especially Chet Holmgren and uh, Victor Wimbiyama. Uh, chet famously hurt his foot in a drew league game last year so this is the first time we're actually getting to see him we saw him a little bit in summer league um but we're seeing him in preseason action actually get out there and play against other nba players and we do get to see Wim Binyama, the guy that's supposed to be the next generational talent come out there and do what he's going to do and to see them go up against each other we get to see who is actually uh has the front foot forward into being the next guy who's going to be the next uh guy of their generation so Um, We saw them play against each other. Wimby went eight from 13, 20 points, five rebounds, two steals, one block, and two from five from three. Uh, Chet went uh, went, had a little bit better stat line, seven from uh, seven to ten. 21 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block and 2 of 2 from 3. So they both got off and they actually went up against each other. Uh Yama had a co- cool little dunk over uh Chet. Chet kind of like stood there to try to take a charge and uh and Yama didn't stop and just kind of yammed it. Um uh, but seeing these guys go at it, it's going to be something we see from year for years to come. I think they are in the same division as well, so they play each other like five times. So we'll see that matchup a lot. A, mm, no, I think OKC's okay, in our division. So I think uh, Spurs are in the division with uh, the Warriors, Kings, Sun, or not, Warriors, Kings, um, Suns, and Because I don't think the Suns are in our division, though. Yeah, the Suns definitely are in, in our division. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of good matchups in the West this year. I'm excited to see that, especially with the young guns coming up and coming. Um, Zion's back. Um, we'll get Ja back. We'll have Wimben Chet Holmgren, the development of the young uh, Houston and uh, uh, OKC squads, uh, Denver Nuggets developing the next year. All these super teams that were started. We saw the Bucks trade. We saw the Celtics trades. We saw a uh, Warriors trades. Uh, we saw the free agent pickups of the Lakers. We saw the free agent pickups of uh, a bunch of teams. We saw what they did out there in Phoenix. Of course, they still make moves out there in Phoenix. So um it's gonna be a big a really good season i'm excited starting and it's i'm excited starting right in the middle of uh you know all the other sports seasons so when there's not something for us to watch football wise we can watch some basketball if there's not basketball we can watch some hockey if there's not some hockey we can watch some uh what else if there's some playoff baseball right now that i'll talk about in a little bit i'm kind of disappointed about but yeah um it's good to see those young players balling but it was even better to see the Denver nuggets back in action we saw the first preseason game um they're on tnt which was really surprising to see it preseason game on TNT, especially when they probably got pre-noticed that Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, and Devin Booker weren't playing. Why they weren't playing, I'm not too sure because the Nuggets starting five short did play. Um we didn't have uh Bruce Brown or Bruce Brown. Christian Brown. We didn't have I think he was the only one that didn't play because of injury, um nursing an injury, but yeah, we went hard. Um, Our starters did good. They looked good coming out there against the Suns backups. But I mean, still, we're hitting shots. We're getting open, moving around. Um, Jokic looked good. Murray looked good out there taking shots, um, had 12 points. Uh, Jokic had nine in the limited minutes he played. The starters only really played the first half. Um, then we got the backups out there to see what they could do. Julian Straw there, man, the four-year guy out of Gonzaga was out there with the stroke, man. We hi- we hired him. We got him because of his shooting stroke. Um, he had a really good shooting stroke out there in uh, Gonzaga. Catch and shoot guy, pure jump shot. We already got one of those Um, We just got Justin Holliday that can shoot. Um, uh, another five-year, a four-year guy out of uh, Clemson, I think it was. His name is uh, Hunter Tyson, 6'9 shooter. Um, just a bunch of shooters that can be around Jokic and just follow up the second unit that can uh, hustle out there and had experience and just can plug and play. It was good to see. Um, Julian Strother had 20 points out there shooting for you know, knocking down threes, knocking down floaters, jumpers. And that's what it's going to take for him to get minutes in that second unit. Uh, Reggie Jackson's backup point guard now Um You know, seeing Zeke Nagy compete for backup minutes and see his development actually, because we've been holding on to him for a while. He hasn't really got much burn. You know what I mean? We still have DeAndre Jordan, but Zeke Nagy is going to be our primary backup center. So it's going to be good to see what he can uh, give with some minutes now that Jeff Green's gone. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Um, Jalen Pickett, uh, another point guard, another guy with experience that's been around the block a little bit, a couple of different colleges. Um, but it was really about, you know, growth and continuation for us and plug and play guys that can replace what we lost in uh, Bruce Brown and Jeff Green and little and pl- pieces like that, not little pieces, but we got a collection of players to try to, you know, supplement the loss of Bruce Brown and Jeff Green what they brought to the team as far as experience and just know-how. Christian Brown, I think, can take over that Bruce Brown spot continue to uh, develop his scoring and play defense and all the shooting we need in the second unit because our second unit kind of struggled to score a lot of the regular season last year. Hopefully, with Reggie Jackson's experience, he can man that, Um, have a defender and score in Bruce Brown and, you know, Strother, Hunter Tyson. Oh, of course, P-Watt. Peyton Watson's out there, nasty, backup, power forward. Can dribble, dunk, getting his shot together. He's a young boy, like 19, 20 years old, but he, he was being brought up by Kevin Durant and a lot of these guys. Five star recruit out of UCLA, didn't really play that much at UCLA, but then got drafted by the Nuggets. They saw the potential in him and he's nasty. We put him in the game towards the end of the season when our starters would get kind of, kind of getting benched and ramped up for playoff mode. He's showing a lot and we expect a lot from him this season. Him, Christian Brown, taking that next step and showing these rookies how to do it him with Reggie Jackson, Justin Holiday. We got some stuff, but we were able to win the game one fifteen to one oh seven. So I'm excited to see stuff during the regular season. Um the Suns didn't really do much again. They sat their starters, they were scared, blah, blah, blah. That was gross. I'm sorry, guys. Um <laughs> hope you blocked that out and don't get that on here. Um, MLB man. I'm only gonna talk about the Braves series. Um, the Braves just lost today. Um the series was tied one to one um after we got smacked the first game out there in Atlanta. Second game in Atlanta took a very nice uh, catching out center field and a mistake by Bryce Harper not to tag up before he took off and being out at first for us to win a game um, or second game out there in Atlanta to tie the series up 1-1-1, one, 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 uh, one, 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 one. And from what I saw today, man, it was just it was just pretty bad. Uh, our pitching staff wasn't it. Elder went out there and got smacked around. Bryce Harper hit two uh, home runs. And then um, NOLA, you know, Phillies pitching staff just came out there and just shut everybody down, struck everybody out, and was able to contain the Braves to only two runs. It was pretty embarrassing. 10-2 to two was the final score. Um, Phillies take a 2-1 lead. Um, Phillies were in the World Series last year, and they're trying to go back. Um, Braves won the World Series two years ago, and they're trying to go back to the World Series again. But, you know what I'm saying? What it's looking like right now, it's not looking good. Um, but, you know, it's the best of five. We still got someone. We got Strider out there to pitch. Um, if we can make it past, you know – this next game out there in Philly, get it to a game five out there in Atlanta. I think we can do our thing. Um, we're, we're ready. I think we're prepared. We've been playing good all season. We're slumping right now. The Philly's getting hot, and we're getting a little cold, cooling off towards the end of the season. That's, baseball season is hella long. That kind of shit happens, and I feel like the playoffs are too short. It's like, okay, we take all this time to get to the playoff, and then the playoff comes, and you lose like a couple of games, and it's over with. But I feel it. Um, Braves, do better. Um, I, I really want to see Acuna solidify the season with a championship, not only MVP, if he eventually wins the MVP, to top it off with a championship with a World Series win would be even better. But right now, it's looking a little dire. I'll, be re- I'll report in tomorrow Well, not re- tomorrow, but you'll know what happens, um, what tomorrow is Thursday, so it'll be yesterday. So, when you're listening to this, it can be worse than 2-1 or it could be 2-2. So, Whatever the case may be, I'm really crossing my fingers, hoping Atlanta can do it and right with them all season. Uh, the squad, I hope we can. If we do lose, I hope we can keep keep the squad together. Um, young squad uh, signed for a long time, but just uh, there's always so much fluctuation um, at the end of these baseball seasons, and I don't want to see anybody go. I like what we have this season, and I'm not calling it over yet. Uh, but we need to do some work right now because the crowd's electric out there in Philly, and if we want to uh, move on. For the NLCS, we're going to have to play inspired ball and win these next two two games, hands down. Uh, But, yeah, that's it for sports. Sorry about that for everybody who don't care about sports. But we're going to move on a little bit into some pop culture. Um, This topic right here has been really live as of late. Um, Yeah, it's been the talk of the town. It's been the talk of the town. Drake for all the dogs has dropped. Everybody's waiting for it. You saw me make an announcement, announcement for it, like maybe like a month, two weeks early. Uh, yeah, he fooled us all. But when he did drop it instead of nine o'clock on October the sixth, he wanted to drop it at six o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock on October the fifth, he dropped it at six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, whatever he dropped it. because I wasn't up when it dropped. But me personally, I liked the album. I liked it. I liked it again. It wasn't what, everybody, what I expected necessarily, but hey, fuck expectations. Do what you want to do. Me, personally, I'm not the type of dude that gets mad at artists for not putting out the greatest album every time they put out an album. Me, personally, I can appreciate the the artist's frame of work for so long and the music they've given, given us for so long that it's okay if they don't hit or don't make your favorite album every time. Uh, me, personally, I like it for the artistry anyways i'll pick out songs that i like and i'll slap those songs that i like and i'll be hella grateful for having those songs that he put the music out you know what i'm saying just giving me something to listen to something that i vibe to something that can motivate me to get throughout the day um some people take it too deep take it too personally when these artists kind of go out of the box and do something they want to do and kind of stray away from what the artists or the fans expected um and at the same time the artist should kind of let the fans kind of voice their opinion about the music because that's kind of what it's for anyways I mean sometimes you release an album for you just for release and maybe for monetary gains but once it's out there and you have fans you you want feedback from your fans so it's good to hear these things from your fans it's not necessarily something for you to have to respond to necessarily all the time or take it personally um, I'll just take it with a grain of salt especially when you're a gazillionaire and just I don't know why it necessarily bothers you um, but in a certain situation with this album, there's a couple of people, I guess since they are prominent figures in the media that do have uh, a prominent voice and a, bit, a really good uh, following, goodly really good size following that can kind of curve a narrative or just kind of like steer a narrative in a way that artists wouldn't like. Um, Drake tried to get in front of it real quick. so. We saw him attack Charlemagne the God when Slime You Out came out, and uh, Charlemagne kind of gave a bad review on the song, saying he didn't like it or whatever. Um, Drake posted some posts on Instagram about Charlemagne and his new skin and just kind of like, <laughs> just slightly taking jabs at him. And I kind of felt like it wasn't that serious because, um, I don't know, back in the day, I don't know if it was, if you're reading, this is too late. Or when back to back came out the whole bottles for Charlemagne thing. I thought they, uh, kind of uh, eased the tension back then. Um, but I did, you know, I listened to brilliant idiots. I listened to uh, breakfast club. So I hear his opinion on Drake and, you know, he's an older head. He's like a Jay Z guy, kind of like a, he also really likes push tea So that could be something that Drake isn't really liking as well. Um, He's not really a fan of Drake's rap, and he kind of, you know, took offense to that and kind of let Charlamagne know that again that he is Drake, and he kind of tried to turn his fans against Charlamagne by making fun of him. Um, and again, this happened, uh, in podcast world as Joe Budden. Me, person, listened to the Joe Budden podcast a lot. Um, Joe Budden had a critique of uh, for all the dogs, um, on his podcast to where he listened to the songs and kind of gave his. He said this a couple of times about Drake albums. He's a really big Drake fan, but he hates it when he gets on stage and or performs on his album, puts out songs about like Future and 21 Savage and Lil Yachty. He just talked about how he needs to hang out with rappers and rap with rappers his own age on his own at his own level and stop trying to make kiddie music and act his age type of thing, which is harsh. You kind of should kind of leave it to the music, even though it is kind of critique on the music. It's like, Sometimes Drake does on his albums kind of have songs with artists you have the song the style of the artist or so it sounds like the artist song featuring Drake and then he puts it on his album or he'll adopt the style or the slang of some artist that he is really uh, into at the time and kind of go with it and which I don't really mind you know what I'm saying um Drake he has a way of bringing light to things that may not be popular um on the forefront but once he gets a hold of it and brings it to the forefront Excuse me. It does get a little more popular. So I don't blame him for that. But I don't know. I don't know what people really expected. I know for all the dogs implies kind of like him rapping and talking and shit and kind of like be on some hip hop super super rappy rapid rap rap rap, and kind of like fuck these bitches type shit but on the album he got a lot of opposite of that he had a lot of songs where he was singing the girls kind of talking about girls talking about getting girls had some playful songs with chief keith lil yachty again 21 savage um yeet was on there um just some people that older heads probably don't listen to and weren't really expecting from a drake album um and that's where the critique of he's doing and putting the album out for the kids trying to get the kids to you know, click play and download and buy all the stuff. Cause I mean a lot of our biggest artists are taking that route. Little Yachty, uh, Lil' Uzi Vert, I would say uh, uh Playboy Cardi. They all have this fan base of really, really young kids who are ride or die, damn near a cult following of him. You know what I'm saying? All those artists. So um I wouldn't be max. those fans are devout. I wouldn't who wouldn't want fans that loved everything you did and just kind of we're just always for what you did in the product you put out. I don't mind that at all. But Joe Budden, in his case, he is 40 plus everybody. He does the podcast with are like 40 plus. So their style of music and their music tastes are a lot different than somebody that would consume some yeet 21 Savage, maybe a uh, little Yachty Chief Keith You know what I mean? So there's 23 songs on the album. So I don't think they're all like that, but I just I do feel like he wanted a take care album, something cohesive, something for all the doggies. Um but I I don't know. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? The last couple of Drake albums have kind of been like that for me personally. They'll have a theme that he puts out with the album. And when the album comes out, it doesn't necessarily match the theme a hundred percent. But I enjoy the songs on there. May not maybe not be every song, but I do enjoy the music on there. I'm not upset that it's not like, oh shit, the songs that he made aren't themed with the album, just like take care or this, this and that. Hey, man, I don't I don't I don't care. I just enjoy it when the music comes out. You give me 23 new songs to listen to. I'm all for it. It doesn't have to be an album that I put up on a pedestal forever and just just swear behind. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter that much to me. Me personally, I'm a I like the music. I like the artist. If you could put out a good song, uh, multiple good songs on the album, your album's going to get a lot of plays from me, a lot of places that I go a lot of promotion for me and I love it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. It's just the ideals behind. Oh, this artist is this and that, and needs to put out a hundred percent great album or a great cohesive piece of work, or else it's the worst thing. Or this artist needs to do something different. No, just let the artist be the artist. And if you don't like the album, don't like it. Give it a little review. Have some grape. This is not for you. Say it's not for you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But you know, Joe Budden. If you listen to the Joe Budden podcast, he says, you know, he's potting. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna put a little sauce on it. He's gonna make it. To where his listeners get engaged, are really interested in what he has to say about things, and keeps people coming back. He knows what he's doing. He's great at podcasting. And I think for him to get under Drake's skin and him be such a Drake stan, I think that's 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 nothing but money for him. People are saying his name. People are putting him on a pedestal. Look look at what he looking looking at his old raps. Looking him up, listening to his music, and maybe it was playing behind the scenes. Maybe they really are friends. And Drake said, "I'm gonna do this to kind of promote the album or just." keep my name in the media, but I don't know. Maybe this is really him being upset about the stuff that uh, Joe Biden said. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's everywhere right now on on X, on Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Instagram, the clips are everywhere. Um, he didn't drop a podcast today, which is interesting. He think I think he put it behind the Patreon paywall to make people pay for it, which is it was, which. I have mixed feelings about, I mean, why not take credit? I mean, take advantage of the publicity he's getting from you know, the beef right now and put it behind a paywall. And people want to listen to it so bad to see his response, pay for it. And you'll get it. That's probably what I'll say on Saturday when he puts out a pod. But or he might even, or he might not even mention it. He, he might take another approach with this um uh, just to make Drake kind of look stupid for attacking him and trying to take say all the shit he said about him in his post and just kind of go with grace and just not review rap albums like he says he's going to do anyway. just kind of do R&B because he is um he says he's tired of the backlash that he gets from rappers and try to DM him and it gets bigger than it needs to be. Now Birdman's jumping in it. It's just it's just a lot, brother. I think people should just be able to take critiques, especially when you're a gazillionaire. This last little piece of pop culture topic is kind of a shock to me. I just wanted to get it in here before everybody in the world started talking about it. It came out today. Today is Wednesday when I'm recording it, but uh, Jada and Will Smith, have been separated since 2016 according to jada pinkett smith on the morning show i don't know exactly what show it was this morning but i saw it on uh but she's she's talking she's letting her stories fly man we've seen a lot of jada Pinkett over the last couple of years and me personally i think the embarrassment for will smith needs to stop uh jada if you don't want to be with will just walk away just divorce will smith stop dragging him through the mud embarrassing him cheating on him telling people why you've been cheating on him telling people that that You love Tupac putting out videos of you and Tupac when he is when he is congratulating (laughs) you on being such a wonderful wife and such a beautiful woman on your birthday you just post a picture of you and Tupac rapping over a a Will Smith song it's just crazy to me it's just very 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 disrespectful and I don't I don't think I've seen one thing that Will Smith has done to disrespect jada pinkett it's it's just very very weird to see her just keep doing what she's doing he has to be doing some crazy stuff behind closed doors to have her fed up or something for her to just to go off the deep end to try to embarrass one of our legends like this so publicly like now stuff is coming up about chris rock uh tried to kiss jada or try to ask jada on a date or something like that that's why will smith came up there and slapped chris chris rock he thought and Chris Rock thought it, or Jada Pinkett thought it was a skit or something like it, it just gets deeper and deeper. Me personally, I don't know. Maybe it's just an excuse to try to excuse some of the stuff that Will Smith has done. Maybe it's real. And that's what explains all the shit that we've kind of just been assuming over the years that they were swingers. They kind of just were separated and let each other see different people. But now that everything's got out in the open, they kind of have to admit stuff they don't want to admit. They feel uncomfortable about it. So now instead of having to try to explain their at every step of the way, they say, OK, now we've been separated for the last seven years. Um, all this stuff you've seen us uh, do in public is all just to keep up a facade. So you guys wouldn't necessarily know that we aren't together. Like, come on now. I don't know. It's weird. It's real. This, Jada Pinkett is Jada Pinkett. I feel like we used to hold her on such a high pedestal and her and Will used to be these people of legend. Now we know everything about their lives. And now we hear everything that Jada Pinkett has to say about their relationship, which just makes it seem the mystique just goes down so much day by day, day by day. It's just weird. It's just weird to me. And it, it's sad to see. Hopefully Will Smith does make a comeback and they can have a clean separation. And now he can go out on his own and just be himself instead of being all hidden and tucked away and and seem to be, people say that, cursed by the Wicked Witch of the West. I'm just playing. Just kidding. No, I, I just had to say it because that's what people are saying. I don't believe that necessarily. Um, I believe that Hollywood is a crazy place. I always, like, I always say that. And though I've never really been in the mix or been in Hollywood circles, um, stories, I definitely do believe. I know it's probably a crazy place. People have to do crazy things to get in crazy spots. People have to hold secrets, keep secrets just to keep, uh, you know, popularity and that fame and that fame people kill for. And to stay in that circle of A-list is just so, so, so exciting for people that they'll do anything, even fake a relationship, fake a happy, perfectly married family for seven years while the kids seem to be struggling behind the scenes separately and is going through some things. We wondered why, and this is why, man, this would cause anybody some stress just to try to pretend to be a perfect family. Everywhere you go, everywhere you step, everywhere you move, just because you're who you are and you get high again, I keep using this word, but held up on this high ass pedestal, you felt like you needed to move a certain way. And that's their business and that's their privacy, but it's just sad to see Data continue to walk this man through the mud. I mean, it's her prerogative to go out there and say, and tell all, be all, whatever she wants to be, say what she wants to say. But what happened to just kind of like. Quiet as cap. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to know about everybody's relationship. We don't need to know about Will and Jada's relationship. That's my relationship. We were cool with leaving that to the imagination. You know what I'm saying? How are we supposed to believe in love when one of the most prominent black couples we knew was all fake, even though kind of people kind of felt like it was fake, anyways? But I don't know. Now we've got the confirmation. Is love real? I'm just playing. Um, but lastly, let's get into the cinema corner, man. I don't want to hold y'all here too long. Um, lastly, we got the finale of Ahsoka. Again, I'm sorry I don't got AK here, AK here to talk about it. Um, But, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, it was a couple of weeks ago. I just want to get this out to you guys. Before you guys forget about it, we got Loki out here. We're supposed to be reviewing Loki and stuff like that. So, before we get too far into Loki and before we get too far away from the review of fin- uh, Ahsoka finale, let's talk a little bit about that, huh? Um, some of the predictions I made, I did, uh, listen to, um, what was it? Heavy, heavy spoilers where they kind of predicted that Thrawn was Admiral Thrawn was going to get out of the situation. You have it a warp out of the planet and get back, um, to his planet or whatever planet they got to at the end of the episode to try to start this new, uh, you know, army to take over the galaxy and do whatever they need to do to bring the empire back to its prominence or whatever, but. This finale was pretty cool. It had some scenes that I, I liked, you know. We got to see um Ezra and Sabine really get down and get some action, really fighting with the lightsabers. I think this episode we saw, um you know, Ezra using the the, the, the the force the force judo, you know what I mean? And um once we saw Ezra and Sabine get back together. They got back on um, Ahsoka's ship, and then uh, you saw the little scene with Ezra trying to build the trying to build the lightsabers. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of flashbacks. I heard um, there was some in in Rebels to where his um, his previous master was teaching them how to make lightsabers and the robot. Uh, I forgot his name at the moment. The robot is like an ancient uh, android that helped used to help make all the Jedi's uh, lightsabers and stuff like that. So. It was kind of a cool little scene to see um, uh, what Yawang? I forgot the robot's name. Um, kind of talked to Ezra about how he used to teach his master how to make lightsabers and how you know the skills got passed down to him and he's a lightsaber maker himself, which is pretty dope. Um, I did like the fact that um, Sabine was able to help Ezra get back on the ship and get home, uh, sneak onto the you know the big ass Chimera ship and sneak home um it was kind of interesting to see her actually using the force because i remember Ariel, or excuse me aka was on here talking about how sabine shouldn't get the force she wasn't really strong with it in the cartoon so for her to get the force in this one would be hella fake but hey you know what i'm saying i don't mind it i mean they were kind of hinting at it the whole time and for her to be a mandalorian and be Force, very force sensitive to have a lightsaber you know what i'm saying this kind of gives you know gives me hope that she kind of gets with Grogu and her and Grogu and then Grogu grows up. Uh Soka getting that group too. Just there'll be a badass group of Jedi's that are kinda getting back together and the Jedi's are gonna be back to one. Especially Ezra's still alive. Um he was able to get to um get to the new republic and let them know that uh, you know thrawn was coming and all the shit that he was doing talk telling about the night sisters and how they resurrected all these droids. We got to see that these droids were all resurrected by the Night Sisters and you can't kill them because they'll just be brought back to life, which I thought was kind of weird in that scene when they're kind of running away from those zombie droids because I feel like they should have just cut off their arms. If you cut off their arms, they won't be able to shoot those blasters anymore and you'll be perfectly safe and wouldn't have to run or run away from them. Cut their heads off, they wouldn't be shooting blasters. Cut their arms off, they wouldn't be shooting blasters. Cut them in half, they wouldn't be cho- shooting blasters. You know what I'm saying? It was Disney, so I'll, I'll just give them that much, but it was cool to see um, a couple of lightsaber fights and them fight some droids that couldn't die type shit. Um, I thought it was also cool that after Sabine helped Ezra escape, she stayed with uh, Ahsoka because she was out there losing and maybe about to lose to one of the Night Sisters, but she came back, um, helped uh Ahsoka fight, kill those droids, and you know, helped Ahsoka uh get victory. Um, I thought it was a cool scene too, because you know, Sabine didn't abandon Ahsoka. This kind of further showed that Ahsoka was ready and Sabine was ready to take on that partnership to become the Padawan again and become an apprentice to become that Jedi again, like they were back in the days before they had that falling out um so she showed that she was there for her master and she was there for her no matter what she won't leave her alone um she was there to save ezra found ezra but her second job is to be with her master and trade to become a jedi so you know what i'm saying and that's what she did and she, and she stayed um i think though in the next seasons to come that they will f- find a way to get out um they still have their ship um you know ezra escaped so they'll uh they find they found hella and hella I think that's what her name that's what her name was the green lady with the little thing tanks um they found her um and ezra's gonna spill everything and let her know what's going on even though she already knows that uh ahsoka and sabine are in that planet um and ready to do everything but they it, it kind of left us wondering what's gonna happen because i wanted to see more fight and i wanted to see more uh more high stakes if you will um, we knew the whole time when they went to the planet, they're looking for Thrawn the whole time anyways. So they actually found him. He escapes. There wasn't really a big converse, uh, confrontation between them. You know what I'm saying? Because all Thrawn did was kind of distract him while he built up the Chimera to be able to hyper jump. And once they did hyper jump, that was the plan. He's a really big planner, I'm hearing. That's what uh, A.K.A. has been saying to us, that he has these thinking ahead type plans that... Um he puts together he's a master strategist. So yeah, his his strategy was to keep Ahsoka Sabine and Ezra busy while he built up enough charge to be able to warp um his chimera out of the out of that galaxy to the galaxy where everybody was. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be interesting to see. Again, I'm really excited to see what they have. I'm hoping that they kind of tie all the shows together. Um, because Ahsoka was pretty much in Boba Fett, was in uh was in Mandalorian, um Bo Katan. Um, does know who uh, Sabine is, does know who Ahsoka is. So Grogu is in all the shows as well. So hopefully they can all link up and they're leading up to something really big Um, because ultimately, I mean, we did, you know, we didn't really meet Ezra till late in the six, seven was eight episode series. So you want to see more Ezra. We definitely want to see more Thrawn because uh, supposedly he's a really good fighter. AK said he really gets down. So we want to see what's going on with him. And we want to see more man uh, rosario dawson did raw um but i feel like she needs to do more as far as ahsoka goes because again in rebels and clone attack of the clones or clone wars um she did a lot and we and she learned a lot and for her to be such an advanced form of herself we want to see her do more i know rosario dawson probably doesn't do all her own stunts and she probably wasn't really doing all that shit anyways but we want to see a little bit more i want to see sabine take that next step next step in actually becoming a Mandalorian slash Jedi just like what's his name um he was the Mandalorian guy that was a Mandalorian the first Mandalorian and Jedi Jedi at the same time Um, I know that was supposed to be um, Grogu, but I guess Sabine's already already on that level. So Sabine is going to be the next one that's raw. You know what I'm saying? And maybe we can get it all together and have a dope-ass series to where everybody gets together and goes up against Admiral Thrawn and the ultimate, maybe Mandalorian comes back, maybe Bo-Katan with the Dark Saber comes through. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows? knows? I really want to see a grown-up Grogu, though I know they want to keep him young and baby Grogu forever for marketing and money purposes, but I would love to see him grow up and be like a teenager or something like that. You know what I mean? I know he can live forever, but sheesh, at least make him talk too. Can we give him some words have him talk like Yoda backwards and stuff? That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Um, but yeah, again, I really like the show. Um, I do think I like Andor better just cinematically in the in the stakes, and that were a lot higher. Every time something bad happened to Ahsoka, I Kind of just figured she'd get out of it because she is Ahsoka. Um, I didn't figure anybody would die really. Um it's sad to know that the Dark Jedi guy that was actually chasing Sabine in uh Ahsoka the whole time, he actually the actual, actor actually passed away. So he won't be be reprising that role because at the end of him stepping uh standing on that statue, uh that statue that was pointing was kind of ro- kinda raw. I kinda wanna know more about that and what he was actually on the planet to do. Um, we saw the his apprentice, the girl, go um, become the leader of like the the cannibal people, um, the little natives. So we'll see what happens. Um, of course, they're not going to be able to use him again because he did pass away. But um, they did leave it open um, for a season two. We know there's going to be a season two, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I hope that was a good enough review for you. Uh, again, if AKA comes on for uh, some of these low-key reviews, maybe I'll touch in on him uh, with this pause. Touch in on him with this pause. I don't know. Why I said it twice. <laughs> um, and see how he felt about it and get some, you know, in-depth kind of storyline tie-ups, just in case you were stuck on a cliffhanger and don't really know what's happening, like like me. Uh, maybe he does know the next steps and what's happening. I'm excited to see maybe some more live action shows from the animated series they have. Um, The Bad Batch was pretty sick. So maybe if they did like a um live action version of that, i would be tight too. Um, but yeah, keep it, keep it on with the Ahsoka stuff. Dave is doing great with the Star Wars uh content. Um yeah, Disney Plus keep doing your thing. One of the apps I do pay for, and I'm excited to keep paying for, it, especially with Loki being back and uh Jonathan Majors being still being in the MCU and us just keeping it moving. I, I'm just loving everything. The writer strike being over, it's just coming back. Everything's coming back. But yeah, that's the end of the podcast this week. Sorry I went a little long, I was long-winded, you know, saying combination of sports, pop culture and Cinema Corner, uh, but it's in the podcast. I'd like to let them know where you can find me at. You know what I'm saying? You can find me Instagram, SAC underscore Lydale on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydale on uh, the Snapchat. If you're looking for the Instagram for the podcast, Best of Bias, I post all the kind of previews of what I'm gonna be talking about on the pod. And just kind of just putting it up there. Little topics here and there. Just click on the story. You'll see some topics up there. I might touch on it. I might not. But it is something I'm trying to inform you guys about. Even though it's not on the podcast. It's how to keep you guys updated. You know what I'm saying? Um, Best of Bias. You can look for us on the YouTube page. 198.99 videos. Contents at the time. At right now. Um, AKA is doing a wonderful job with the videos. Um, The Anime Kumite Tournaments. Episode 180. And episode 180. I think it's 179. And 181. Me and AKA did tournaments, so check those out. I'm gonna put those on a separate tab on the YouTube. Just click on that. you'll see um, best of biased BOBP tournaments. Click on that. check those out. We did a bunch of work in there, a bunch of b-roll, um a bunch of uh, you know clips and stuff of the anime characters we're talking about. It's a great tournament, go check that out. And we also did the last couple of episodes of Soka review on there with some b-roll as well. So go check those out. Also, if you guys didn't see those videos, i, put, I posted on Instagram. We got some new merch in the building. Uh, actually I did show you guys last week, uh, but new merch in the building, new truckers, bam, bam, bam. Sorry, audio listeners, I'm holding up the merch right now. Um, we still got the old ones, regular dad hats all kinds of stuff still available for y'all plenty 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 so hit me up for pricing i can ship it to you you can pick it up either way i'm just trying to get this gear out to everybody so i can be ripping the podcast wherever they go you know what i'm saying um continue to watch all these great shows that are out right now loki the challenge is coming back and there's a challenge usa on right now a new challenge coming out movies and theaters go watch the creator some horror movies is coming out Uh, a bunch of stuff coming out that new um leonardo dicaprio movie with the three three and a half hour runtime. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of stuff to do this weekend, a bunch of ways to stay out of trouble. Everybody it's crazy out there in the world. You know what I'm saying? Stay hydrated. Love somebody. Go get you some best of bias merch. You know what I'm saying? Go listen to those tournament podcasts. And again, December 1st through 3rd comic con LA. If You want to be part of the podcast crew. Um, I'll be out there recording some content, getting some autographs, talking to some people, being on site, you know, trying, trying to get out to all these uh, cons and all these, um, event where the people is, the people is like us, you know what I'm saying? So the nerds of the world, the best of bias podcasters of the world, you know what I'm saying? The people that are in the, a little bit of everything. Check me out. You know what I'm saying? I am gonna be there. But as of now, I love y'all. Um get y'all some rest or go out there and party or have fun at work or whatever you're gonna do on this beautiful Friday. And hey, go get to it. It's the best of bias podcast. You bullet and arrow. See y'all next week. You know what I'm saying? I'm be here no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So don't be afraid to click on the podcast. Hit that bell. On the um, YouTube, you know what I'm saying, so you know when the video comes out, you'll be reminded. Like, subscribe, all those good stuffs. <laughs> Tell your friends about the podcast and come back. It's the best of bias podcast, Lighto De Niro, and we out of here. Yeah, it's the best uh, best of bias. Best of bias. You need to hear for You should try us from try pop us. culture to the movies to unite us. You it's us. the best uh, best of bias. Yeah. Uh, your best of bias. Yeah. Yeah the best.